0: Kilda, New Zealand. Welcome to Sweet Chain Live. My name is Matt Drake. This is episode sixty-three. <whistles> good evening, Brady Kush.
1: How are ah, you? How, are you doing, how you doing, Matt?
0: Um, very good. It's got very cold here. Um, yeah, that
1: southerly really kind of in. blew in out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, uh, it really, really cold in Wellington. So uh, I hope I hope you're, you're wrapped up warm wherever you are. Um, In New Zealand watching this or indeed abroad Um, and I hope you're keeping well and in spite of the clocks going back here last weekend you're able to uh, get out and play some disc golf evening's a bit of a write-off now but you never know Um, weekend weekend mornings that's where it's at weekend mornings (laughs) right um, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to go through hot scores in a moment uh, from around the country. And then we're going to be talking to our guest tonight, Henry Pearson. Now, Henry Pearson is the man behind Winnow, um, the latest uh, sort of disc golf company on the scene in New Zealand, uh, making some really nice bags and some other stuff. We'll talk to him about that shortly. Uh, he's going to do Desert Island Disc Golf. Um, and then uh, we need your help, quite frankly. We need your help. Uh, we've got a few ideas um about what we can feature in future shows um and but we'd like to know what you'd like to hear so we've got a couple of ideas we're going to go through those um a bit later on but in the comments um pop down some ideas of some of some things that you'd like to see or hear um in uh, in these shows going forward and uh, you never know um they might get even get featured and we might even ask you on to be a guest lovely uh finally we'll go through uh the upcoming events uh power rankings and our picks for brook park brave which is this weekend and uh forms the backdrop to if i go that way there we are Uh, (laughs) you'll find this photo on udisc i think it's amy who, who 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 did that so i think that might be i don't know who that is but um if it's you let us know anyway um, starting with hot scores down south uh, at Queen's Park in Invercargill. Hayden Edgeley hits the hottest score for the week with 12 under par. And across to Dunedin, Cameron Mackey takes it out every week with eight under par. Well done to Cameron. Uh, over at Queenstown Gardens, Akira Kuro hits 11 under par. So well done, Akira. And up at Tucker's Beach, uh, where it's always sunny, despite it being cold, is Alex Bassford, who hits six under par. Uh, over at Lismore, bit of a seven-under-par party going on with Ben Quinn, Kyle Martin, Ryan Cambridge, Matt Pritchard, and John Menzies all hitting seven-under-par this week. Oh. Well done them. And at Ely Point, Quinn Parry. Um, Quinn Parry's evens was enough to take out the hot round there. Willie Tarantina has been uh, shredding it up in the Garden City with 12 under par at Jelly Park um, and follows that up with an 8 under par at Queen's Park Reserve. So well done to Willie Tarantina. And over at Brooker Ave, Jeremy Brockenshire hits 9 under par um, in the uh, eastern side of uh, Christchurch. Um, And uh, finally, to round out the South Island, at the Taylor River Disc Golf Park, which is uh, one of the newest ones, if not the newest one, um chris corbin's been heavily involved in, uh, in in setting that up so well done to him and he also takes out the hot round at taylor river with a seven underpass well done to chris there's also a stuff article on all about that if you uh, if you if you google stuff and then have a look for that it's a very nice article um that features chris talking all about disc golf in Blenheim, um and we wish him all the best there um brady takes through the north
1: Through the north, starting as ever here in the capital, let's go to Bairmpore on the main tees. Young Ha comes in this week with a hot round of minus four. Uh, Minus four is also the hot round out at Hakoy Koi. It was shot uh, during the champions round of Hosker this past weekend by Keith Thurlow. So congratulations on the win and the hot round. Uh, Rounding out the capital, Jack Ryan comes in at minus three out out at Harcourt Park. So congratulations to Jack. Um, up in Pommie, we have a minus four party. We have Arthur Graham, Ryan Kiddo, and G Brazel coming in at minus four this week for the hot round. Um, up Lakeside, let's go to Taupo and uh, to Spa Park. Uh, Dane Sales coming in at minus five for the hot round this week. Uh, good leading up uh, prior to that tournament. Over to the Naki, let's go to Maryland's this week. Luke Humphreys, Dwayne Goodman, and Mike, please put your surname on disk. Uh, coming in at minus one for the hot round at Maryland's um, over Rotorua into the scion tree nursery. Uh, Nerimu Hapu um, coming in at plus one this week. So it's proving difficult in the Redwoods. Um, Hastings kind of has calmed down a little bit now that they're out of their league. So we'll go up to McLaren Falls and Tauranga, Quentin Suppers and Daniel Thornton coming in at minus two this week for the hot round. And finally, up in the big smoke, uh, let's go to Rosedale. If you are there, I want to see it. Supposedly, uh, Bruce Nang coming in at minus nine for the hot round this week. So, Bruce, if you have your card, share it below. I want to see it. Let me see that blue. Uh, And finally, Woodhill Red, Chris Kingsnorth comes in at minus six for the last hot round of the week. Congratulations, everyone
0: fantastic um there's the Sunday sessions at uh Invercargill going on at the moment and last weekend it was taken out by Ethan Stout who uh who um checks in with a nine under par and it's 1002 rated that's the fifth Mm. round of his career um so now we're going to um welcome our guest um our guest tonight um, is the uh, the the brains and the uh, the, the the man behind Winno? Um, they're the latest company to kind of hit the hit the New Zealand disc golf scene. Um, yeah, let's talk to him. Good evening, Henry.
2: That's good right. evening, well, There we are. <laughs> How are you How doing, are? Brady? How's it going?
1: Very
0: good, good brother. Very, very good. So, Thanks so
2: much for having me on the show. It's a real pleasure.
0: Oh look, you're you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, it almost—I'll I'll be honest—took me with when when Winnow launched. It took me a little bit by surprise. I didn't kind of see it coming, and suddenly, bang! There's a there's a new company on the scene, and they're making some really awesome stuff. Tell us a little bit about kind of the how the company started and kind of the where how it got from kind of seed idea to um, to launching.
2: Yeah, sure. Look, um, I'd been playing or actually known about the sport for some time, but then really kind of got stuck into it, maybe at the the tail end of 2020. And um, uh, had entered a few tournaments in the early part of 2021. Um, And by the time I got to about April, May, I had amassed a collection of discs that was perhaps mildly concerning. Um, (laughs) And uh, was carrying them around at the time in an old, sort of book bag that I used to carry my library books home from the university, um, which which uh, at the tournament in Tekaweti last year in May, which rained um, both days, was not the, the purpose. So like, <laughs> needless to say,
1: it was a bit of a shambles
2: um, And uh, by that point. And so look, I went to and surveyed the local market to see what I could do to upgrade um and when i when i did survey the market at the time i thought sort of came to uh, appreciate that the bags that were available at the time were either um, undersized or a little bit too far out of my price range or um of suboptimal optimal quality and i thought look maybe with my experience in design and uh, in manufacturing i could um, produce something that um, I felt was fit for purpose. And it could meet some of of my sort of reasonably high expectations for what I want in the product, which is, it's gonna last for years and, um, you know, work as intended really. So initially I uh, surveyed some manufacturing options overseas just to produce a very small run of um, prototype packs or backpacks. And uh, the initial plan was I was gonna make six. And i'd sell off five and keep one for myself at no cost and anyhow i went through the design process and um put probably more hours than i should have at the time into it uh i think my mum and dad will be tuning in so they might be well they will now know that i put more time into that than i did my university studies at the time so that was (laughs) maybe not the best move but anyhow in hindsight it might work out but um Yeah, look, we went through the design process and a sampling process with the manufacturer, and then they arrived in what might have been September or August, as the big lockdown last year was heading. And when they arrived, I thought, gee, these are all right. Um, And I suppose we went through another sampling process, and I went back and thought, look, you could really do something um, great here for the local community to introduce a a high quality, um, large capacity um, line of uh, disc golf packs. I suppose here we are now, we launched on Boxing Day uh, last year and uh, sold out of our first run of packs in about a week and a half. And we've got a second shipment on the way that's arriving uh, at the end of this month. So it's sort of been guns a blazing since then and um, very exciting I think in our early stages to have uh, received a great response from the community this far. So that's how we got here.
1: And so you'd mentioned that you, like, went to school. Was that school for design, for business? Like, where does, like, starting your own disc golf business come into? Like, is it a, a side hustle? Or is it more of a, like, you want to be a full-time Frisbee guy?
2: Sure. Look, look, initially, it was a side hustle, I think. Um, I'd always had a, a bit of an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit about me, I think. When I was in high school, I started a garment printing and manufacturing business using some um, printing equipment that I'd imported from Australia and set up in my family garage at home um, and ran that while I was in year 12 and year 13 at school and then sort of left school slightly early to try and put a bit more energy into um, what was this business at the time. Um, and that was all fun, but you know, I was a young fella and it was more of a learning project than it was a business really by the end of it, looking back on it. but. Um, So I kind of wrapped that up, maybe as I was turning 19, and then went to uh, Design University um, up here in Auckland. I'm originally from Christchurch, and studied digital and um, graphic design for two and a half years. Um, So that's sort of where my background in design comes from, both in that practical experience on the business side, but also on a formal kind of tertiary education side. What I'm studying now at university is totally irrelevant to product design and design. I study psychology, politics, and economics at Open Uni, so it's <laughs> completely up um, the wrong end. Um, I suppose the psychology is good in some, in some senses, um, but uh, anyway, that's it, another story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's sort of where that all came about and how my um, experience in design and manufacturing contributes to what I'm doing today the
0: uh when we shared a, we were on the same card uh, nationals for the first round um so i got a good look at your bag and uh and and and, and what it was like uh, it's taken some inspiration from a few i spotted some of those what, what what which other kind of what what inspirations did you did you get or did you take from um in the design of the first bag or the one that you had yeah, at sure. nationals
2: yeah look i've done that, Pretty significant amount of market research prior to um, conceptualizing the design of our two packs. So, just for a bit of context, we have a line of two um, two different models of pack. The larger of the two is called the Pro Pack, which is a 30-plus capacity bag. Um, it's a big boy and it's a real workhorse. But you know, you can pack a lot in there. I've got one beside me at the moment, which I've been carrying 36 discs in of late. So, wow. it's a big fella. And then it's a little brother is, yeah, it's a, you know, you don't have to fit them in if you don't want to. The big uh, main pack is our main pocket. It fits about 25 on its own. And then you, know, you can add in your lunch and your Jersey and your jacket and your water bottle and your umbrella and you know, the kitchen sink if you really want in and around that. But, uh, uh, anywho, and then it's, it's little brother is, um, what we call our snap pack, which is kind of based off a military day pack, but, um, and that's a 25 plus disc capacity bag, 22 in the main pocket and then a bunch of putter pockets, um, as well as some side pocket for accessories. Um, in terms of um, some of the inspiration that we took away from the early market research, which was then implemented into the design of these two bags, um, the Pro Pack uh, is in part modeled off a latitude bag called the luxury uh, pack. Um, which is kind of their premium top of the line bag. And um, the integral structure of our pro pack is similar, but um, with some very significant modifications. We changed pocket sizes, we changed the size of the bag on the whole to make it bigger. We changed fabrics um, to make it lighter weight, more durable um, and cheaper to produce. Um, We added certain features um, that allowed for better storage um, we added some internal pockets, and um, then added some structural reinforcement um, into the sides, the back, and the base um, that we felt was, um, you know, really important to uphold the structural integrity of the bag. Um, and then we've been able to, in doing all of that, um, in a kind of cost-effective way, we're able to deliver that to the market at a rate that's about fifteen to twenty percent cheaper than. Um, our closest competitor in the latitude luxury bag, so um, that's exciting. And then the smaller pack, the um, the ZAC pack, that um, is modelled, as I mentioned, partly off a military day patrol pack. I am currently a member of the New Zealand Army in the uh, reservist force, um, and look, we go out, when I was doing my basic training, go out on day patrols all the time, and you carry um, just the essentials: your lunch. Um, well, not even that. Almost a little bit of snacks um, and various bits and bobs that you'll need for the mission on the day, and um, then equipment that you, as a team or as a as a section, will have to carry collectively. So the snack pack itself is effectively a desktop version of that. You carry the essentials. Um, you might have a little bit of room in for extra bits and bobs um, that would be nice to have on the day, but. It's a real workhorse, and it'll um, uh, it'll hold tight for a long time. So that's our packs.
1: Well, can you take us a bit through? So, like, the packs look amazing and function amazing, and, and I've seen them all over both islands now. But uh, where does the name Winnow come from? Like, does that have an origin story or anything? You know, like that's it's a quite a unique name.
2: Sure. Yeah. Look, the our Winnow name is was conceived probably about four or five years prior to even I knew of this guy. So to give you the context, um, our abbreviation Winnow, o is um, derived from a longer word, which is W-I-N-N-O-W, Winnow, which is an agricultural process of separating wheat from chaff. So wheat is the um, the good bit that you take away from the, the grain really is what you take away from a wheat stalk and turn into cereals and breads and all sorts of things. And then the chaff is this disposable part that really doesn't have a tremendous amount of utility. Um, when I had, was working at design school, I kind of conceived of this this brand and um, uh, it didn't really apply it to anything in particular at the time, it was just a project. but. Um, as a designer, I felt that that uh, that word "winnow" and its meaning in terms of the agricultural process had minimalist design connotations, in that you would um, keep the good when you were designing a product or piece of graphic design or a website or whatever, and dispose with all of the unnecessary bits and bolts that aren't needed. Um, and I think at the time I had really bought into a bit of a minimalist philosophy. I'd culled down my wardrobe and done all sorts of stuff and um, felt that going forward, those sort of core, that kind of core ethos was important to integrate into product design. Um, and I think lo and behold, when I came about sort of embarking on this um, the project to produce a great disc golf bag, the, um, that ethos Um, that was implied in our brand name um, seemed to fit just too well um, to miss. So, yeah, that's where Winnow came from. And I have always thought that the brand name Winnow didn't necessarily have to apply to disc golf in isolation or exclusively. Um, I thought going forward, you know, you could perhaps apply Winnow and that ethos to all sorts of products and industries and markets and um, carry with you that... Uh, Those cool qualities of minimalist, great design, um, and disposing of unnecessary um, add-ons.
0: Fantastic! That's fantastic. That's one really. (laughs) Absolutely, and a great great story behind it. Um, The your team you've recently uh, launched your kind of your pro team. We saw that um, advertisement come out recently. Tell us a little bit about that. How did uh, how did how did that get involved? Was that you being very proactive in in getting a group of players that you'd identified you wanted, or did, did people come to you?
2: Well, look, partly um, it, it, and partly not. A lot of these guys that are on the team are just great mates that um, I've made over the course of the last you know year and a half of playing tournament golf and things, and um, we've amassed an, a fantastic group of guys too. Um, represent our brand and work cohesively as a team. And um, I'm so proud of the crew that we've put together. Um, And I think that's kind of evident in part in some of the achievements that the boys have amassed thus far. But um, look, on that front, when I launched the business in December of last year, um, I had been traveling around the country at the time for summer holiday with my program and um, had all sorts of people stop me in Jelly Park, and Queenstown Park, and Tucker Beach, and and things while I was up and around playing golf, um, asking and inquiring about the pack. But uh, as you'll appreciate um, as an online retailer, the opportunity to um, get our packs in front of uh, people in the local community is limited. Mm. And what I found that when I was doing that over the Christmas period, People were just gravitating to it like wildfire it was amazing so yeah. and we're very complimentary of the product um around the same time uh my very good friend uh willie Taratna, um touched base and uh he and i sort of got talking a little bit about sponsorship and i thought this is a fantastic way to kind of kill a few birds with one stone and one supporting a wonderful team of um, great people who are fantastic contributors to the sport, both in their um, contributions to their local community, but uh, also as their in being role models um, in terms of their abilities on the course and their demeanour and how they carry themselves around the course. Um, I think uh, yeah, ultimately to support them is would be pretty amazing, but also to have uh, a um, uh, an extension of our brand in those local communities via these guys it seemed like a win-win for everyone. So that's kind of how that came about. And after, um, confirming, uh, Willie was keen on, um, going ahead and being a part of our brand going forward. Um, I felt that it was important to kind of build a team. And so that's kind of when the proactivity came in, I approached a number of guys and uh, we had conversations about it and showed them the product and, um, had some reasonably long talks while they were playing rounds and things. And it didn't take much convincing for a number of guys, uh, which was pretty amazing. So uh, yeah, look on the whole incredibly proud of the team that we've got together and um, can't wait to see what we can all make of it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and because, because of where you sit in the market and and the product that you're producing, you can work with players who have other sponsorships and who yeah. um, might have ties with other companies uh, member of team suit chains uh, also on team winnow Dave King um, yeah. and uh, and and that's and that works and works complementary for the player ultimately and they get and they they can benefit from from support from both from both companies without it being a kind of competition as such
2: yeah great look we're in, we're well aware that we're in an incredibly unique position in terms of the um, type of uh, sponsorship opportunities we can offer all sorts of people around the country. And we've got guys on our team with um, existing sponsorships with almost every retailer and manufacturer around the country. So, um, but to have a opportunity to co-sponsor these guys in addition to, or in conjunction with um, retailers like yourself, uh, Matt, and um, manufacturers like IBM is a real pleasure so um and it's nice for us to have a you know a a link um across the player uh you know to work together with one another so yeah pretty. we're in a very special position and Mm -hmm. pretty cool
0: so what's the uh what's the kind of the future what's your kind of uh what do you see as being like the next sort of year
2: or two for for wino what's the uh what's the what's the plan sure look our next big milestone really is the arrival of our um our classic pro pack and classic snack pack shipment which is due at the in the latter part of this month um which are available for pre-order now on at our website but um and then i suppose distributing that up and down the country is kind of the next port of call, really um and we'll be doing that in part by our online store but also in conjunction with our sponsored guys and um, they're going to, uh, have an opportunity to introduce the Pro back and the snack back and our brand to the local community, but then look beyond that, I don't know, to be honest, um, it's going to be really exciting to see kind of what happens and how the brands received over the next couple of months. So, mm-hmm. um, I sort of feel that we're in a position where the world's our oyster and we're considering, um, an opportunity to enter overseas markets and expand our product line and do all sorts of stuff so um i think in selling out of our first run of packs in a week and a half that have have some validation that we've got proof of concept in our product and our brand um, and i think we'll look to um, uh, verify that in those overseas markets and then I don't know what's next, you know, that's, it's <laughs> going to be pretty exciting. If we do receive the confirmation that we're, you know, hoping that we'll get from those international markets and from mm. the arrival of our new run of PEX here, that we could, we could do all sorts of things, frankly. And we're, I think I'm quite willing to put all, you know, um, full steam ahead and, and get stuck in and do all sorts of stuff. So all is exciting, I think. Watch this space, I suppose.
1: Well, and before we get into like Desert Island disc golf and and kind of the fun, you know, like how about you, like Henry the player? You know, like I met you on the course, Matt met you on the course, you know, like you still play and love disc golf. Like, what are what can we expect out of you, you know, like for the next six months, 12 months?
2: Oh, look, I'm not not giving up that anytime soon. I'll tell you what, there's no chance I'm going to become a disc worker all time and give up playing the game because I love it too much. But um, admittedly, my practice has decreased significantly over the last couple of months. So yeah, it's, it's, um, anyhow, but, uh, as on a personal note, um, my love for the game is continuing to grow. Um, and we've got a wonderful crew of guys up here in Auckland too. Get together regularly and uh, travel away to tournaments now and do all sorts of things so um and i'll be you'll likely see me at all all the tournaments coming up up here in the north island and a couple in the south island too so um i love this game i think it's fantastic and you know not merely because i think i find a real sense of achievement and uh, innately in the in my participation in the sport but also because i feel that the um the, there's something really special about the community that um, that uh, is attracted to disc golf, I think. Uh, I, look, I came from a background where I played competitive ball golf for many years growing up. And um, I was playing kind of high-level amateur golf as a high school teenager, traveling around the country playing tournaments and things. And the competitive culture in and around ball golf at the time, look, this might be an age thing, but it could really be a part of the sport more broadly was um, pretty cutthroat, to be frank. And so it was a wonderful, what has long been a wonderful um, change of scenery to have found Disc Golf and be welcomed in the, into the community with such open, warm arms um, and enjoy a, a communal sense of encouragement from everyone in the community. Um, I think we've got something really special going on here, to be frank, and it's no wonder after watching your statistics um, show a couple of weeks ago to see the game growing at a rate that is mm-hmm. unprecedented. So it'd be interesting actually to talk to you both about what we, what you might attribute that growth of that game to um, because it seems that over the last maybe four, five, six years, it has just hiked quite nobody's business. Um, I for one sort of sense that maybe the quality of the coverage that's now being put out on YouTube and the exposure globally um, of that coverage is one contribution, but also the expansion of parks and all sorts of things. It's um, and courses is another contributor, but what do you reckon? Well, it's a,
0: it's a, it's a really interesting subject. And actually we, were, we asked earlier on about things to talk about in, in future shows. So this is definitely uh, an, an idea and maybe, uh, maybe you could, join us back join us again for a future episode and maybe we we'll could do like a round table on this um yeah. I, the I, I think there's several different things that are at play i'm not going to go into the detail of them now that's for our round table discussion i think but um the i i, I it's not one it's not one thing it's a number of different things and i do think disc golf has kind of benefited from a unique set of circumstances over the last couple of years so um being being one of them so uh so yeah um and it talking of uh, tournaments in the North Island, it does seem like that you and your boys have locked out the advanced division at Brook Park this
2: weekend. <laughs> I think, yeah, look, I pointed this out earlier in the week to the boys that we are due for a win and um, <laughs> we a we've got a great chance at Tekawidi because of the ten entries into the advanced division. We um, have uh, account for eight of those spots. So <laughs> Look, if Dane Sales and Josh Pratt are listening to the show, um, <laughs> look, you better watch out, fellas, because you're in for a run for your money. the <laughs> <laughs> next weekend. Um, yeah. Absolutely. It's, if um, I may, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, if no, I go, made yourself, go Another question. I made some comments just before about the uh, what I felt was a very heartwarming and wonderful culture in the disc golf community. And I just wondered whether those whether you echo those comments or whether my um, whether my experience in the disc golf community is perhaps unique.
0: Um, Brady, do you want to answer this separate to me because I uh, and I'll tell you the reason why okay is that I'm relatively new to disc golf as well. Right, so um, I only I've only been playing three or four years. Uh, Sweet Chain's only been going since 2019. Um, this podcast's only been going for just over a year. Brady's been playing since he was about knee high. So, uh, <laughs> Brady, do you want to do you want to go first, and and we'll um, and we'll deal with this yeah. question.
1: Though, firstly, i got to echo Anthony here for a second. Of I think I need to go play take just so I can give these Auckland <laughs> boys a run for their money. Um,
2: I've spoken to soon. We're in real yeah, trouble, you, now. Like
1: A dozen people signed up in the
2: last five uh, minutes. Take it all back. Can we cancel the show?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, it's live. Sorry. Um, yeah, speaking of the community, arguably it's uh, – to be fair, like from my personal opinion, um, and I'm probably, to be honest, Anthony Rogers can can vouch for the same, it's super welcoming. Um, you know, like it's one of the large reasons that I love the community, that I love the sport, and for me, like why I've stayed in New Zealand, you know, like the opportunities like yourself, you know, like with Winnow, you know, like of – that we get in this sport, you know, like in that it is growing and that there are places – overseas and in the states that it's much more established and it's much more competitive like you found in in golf or you find in other sports around new zealand but new zealand's at this beautiful kind of tipping point um and and i think you hit the nail on the head of yes you know like matt touched upon it earlier and we could talk a whole show about it of you know like what attributed to the growth but i would argue that yeah you know like as we grow you know that it is this welcoming community that is, that is helping us grow, but we also need to make sure that we're fostering that community as we're growing. And so, yeah, you know, like I love the fact that you are supporting boys around the country with your, you know, like with your team and that kind of stuff, you know, like, and it's scratch your back, scratch mine, you know, like of helping your bags get around, but yeah, this community is absolutely great. Super welcoming. Um, one of our new members, um, Kath here in Wellington, Anytime that we go play, anytime there's a woman on the course, she's like, do you know about Ladies League? Do you know about like the women's global event? And like she's constantly trying to like welcome and usher people onto the course. It's absolutely great. So, yeah, no, I completely echo your statements of, yes, it is a wonderful, welcoming community.
0: Yeah, and and, and I'd agree as, a, as someone who's come into disc golf relatively recently. However, um, having had, um you know, I played Ultimate for a long time. At relatively competitive levels at, at, at times, um, and what I would what I would say is the um, uh, the difference I f- I find between the the welcoming of the ultimate community compared to the welcoming of the disc golf community. I'm going to be careful here that I don't rip on the the ultimate community listeners who might be uh, who might be listening. Um, I found that ultimate claimed to be a very welcoming sport, and I found that generally speaking, it did. Because it's come from like a a disc sports background, which I guess over in time in in history has has come from kind of a perhaps a more alternative background. Um, I think that that's that's kind of that's kind of helped. The difference between disc golf and ultimate, I found, is that there are less clicks in disc golf than there are in ultimate. With ultimate being a team sport, um, you. For team t- groups of people obviously form and become a team that might play together and as they as someone who might play on several different teams a, a smaller group of people who all play on the same multiple teams can sometimes form a little bit of a clique. and I felt that that was really one of the only things that kind of is that's the main difference for me you don't tend to have that in disc golf because it's an individual broadly um competing sport um I find that those those clicks aren't aren't there so much and and, and really everybody who I've encountered on on the Disco of course when I was starting out was um, was 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 very nice and, and welcoming and wanting to wanting to teach people to to, to to be better. And you can see that from, you know, look at any video coverage of when anybody anybody hits an ace. What is the rest of the card doing when it happens? right everybody's everyone's going us. mental right no one no one sat there going oh shit i've just lost two strokes to this guy right it, yeah. it, you know everybody's going crazy because that's we want to see the, the everybody do really well and and uh, and and do some really awesome stuff so yeah i no, can totally echo your thoughts um we're gonna move on to desert island disc golf Um, So uh, the premise for anybody who um, hasn't seen this segment of the show before um, is that Henry is stranded on a desert island. Um, There is a disc golf course on this desert island um, and he's been stranded with three discs and three card mates. Now, his card mates um, can be um, can be real or fantasy. They can be. Uh, alive or dead, they can be seasoned pros or people he knows. Um, so Henry, what are you throwing on your desert island?
2: Uh, oh look, I picked out a few of these earlier. Um, so I am an avid viewer of the show, so I did know this was coming. But <laughs> um, I went into this thinking that I'm going to be on this island for a while, so I've chosen some premium plastic. And yeah, I've got cool Yeah. yeah. I've got one- it's pretty windy as well. So. Yeah, I've got one workhorse that I think could uh, cover a lot of, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, cover a lot of bases, um, which is my, I do this all the time, my atomic P-Walker rocket. Um, I'm gonna putt with this on the island for starters. Oh, but look, okay. I think one of my go-to shots really is a Heiser schlock. And uh well, Heiser flip the flat. And I throw this, Heiser flip the flat all the time. This and it blows Louis is probably the other one that I'd throw on that kind of angle. Um on, on downhill shots, this thing will glide forever. Uh I don't think I'm gonna throw it into the wind. That's probably the only time really where I'm not gonna use it, but I will use this for all sorts of things. So that's gonna be disc number one. Um okay. the next disc like. is yeah, I can't can't beat it really and the next is look I, I don't have a forehand so that makes things challenging but <laughs> what, I've, what I've sort of worked into my game over the last kind of six to eight months to replace a forehand has been a bummer <laughs> <laughs> what, right so, um, so <laughs> I,
0: I can ahead. attest to this right because I turned up at nationals first round and like this guy steps up onto the card and throws a fummer off the first hole and I'm like Who's this guy? Like, <laughs> we'd not met before. Um, and uh, I'm a farmer on the first hole. I got it relatively near, and I was, uh, yeah, quite impressed. And uh, yeah, I heard yeah. you did it for the rest of the
2: tournament, eh? Um, yeah. Look, I think I threw yeah. a summer on three of the first five t-shirts at Nationals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you must have gone, who oh, is this absolute? No. Yeah. You're going to save yourself for the rest of the, rest of the tournament. Oh, uh, yeah, is it? Yeah. So anyway look i throw thumbers all the time and i felt with the p walk i'm gonna need something that's pretty stable uh over stable and uh my absolute go-to thumb disc is this tie-dye champ fiber which i bought from with mikey Yu's help from small planner i don't know if you remember about two years ago it was might have been like the third or fourth disc that i bought and i had no idea to throw it at the time but over the <laughs> over the course of the last couple of years I've figured it out. And now, <laughs> so Mikey, if you're listening, thank you very much for introducing me to the Champ Five way back. Then. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'll throw this backhand, not forehand and thumber, and that'll be that. Um, and then the last disc that I have added to my three that I'm taking to um, the desert island is one that I think is going to keep me entertained for a very long time. Um, Mind you, it might beat in depending on how much I throw it, but this is a new addition to my bag and I'm still trying to figure it out. But as I am figuring it out, it's proving to be increasingly interesting and awe-inspiring. And that would be this Arobi Epic. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Yes. And, but, uh, and then that'll sort of...
0: this That's the one with oh, the where the rim is a different diameter, like a different thickness around it, right? So the, the, the centre of the yeah. middle is off centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So the bottom here, the, the the rim width is, you know, maybe an inch and the top is about mm-hmm, two. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I have been learning to throw this on Thamma of like, and which is really one of my go-to shots as I mentioned and it'll flip like a normal climber would but then instead of kind of hyzer out here it'll continue to flip until it gets to flat and this <laughs> is while it's well, I don't know 70 80 90 feet in the air or whatever and then it will fly nose down nose down and that's like highs are out as if it was a right hand backhand and the first throw I threw with this was at Taupo I just as a practice throw, kind of in the field next to the first bit. and I thought, oh look, i will just full mark. Like I'll throw out sixty percent kind of thing, and it flipped, it went, went to flat, threw went nose down, and I threw it into the car park down by the toilet block, which was one hundred and thirty five meters away. So <laughs> um yeah, this thing I'm gonna enjoy on the desert island Yeah <laughs> years, and uh, yeah, that's that's my three.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. We don't have many aerobie epics um, on the show. Excellent, right? Who are you playing with? Who who's your card?
2: I didn't even think of this. I forgot actually that I'm going to have to not play on my own. So um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really exciting that I'm actually going to be able to take some mates. You know, um, it's
1: like Henry, Henry, like... and Henry.
2: <laughs> no, I couldn't. No, I've got I've got good friends now. You know, so I, I can't. <laughs> Can't deny them the chance to come and hang out with me on the island for however long. Um, <laughs> look, there's too many boys in Auckland to pick. We've got a group of, I don't know, 15 of us, and I think if I chose one over the other, it's going to be, I, I'm going to get grilled about it for weeks and I don't want that. But just so <laughs> they know, I'd take all of them. I'd take any of them and all of them. But um, I think they would they would say, look, you've got to play with the best of the best. Um, so I'm going to take like two pros and then I'm, I'm also going to take one of my family members, I think. So, um, as for pros, I'm going to take Macbeth, Macbeth is probably the best of all time. And so to not take up an opportunity to watch the best of all time in the flesh, yep. I think it seems mm-hmm. silly. So Macbeth's on the card. Um, totally. The next one is a difficult choice because there's probably like three or four people that I would love to watch but can't have everybody on the card. So I'd think about taking Eagle or Ricky or Simon or... Oh, man, I mean, there's so many. Um, I'm probably going to take Ricky, I think, because I think Ricky's... To watch Ricky and Paul maybe battle together would be really interesting. And Yeah, um, that, that would be. Yeah, and uh, I'm a big fan of Ricky. And uh, um, uh, in terms of his sort of personal demeanor as well, he does all sorts of interesting things now, like cold immersion and stuff. And I uh, quite find that quite interesting. So, um, it would be good to kind of rack his brain about those sorts of things and how he's leading his life now and what his disc golf philosophy is and mindset stuff and all sorts of things. So, those two would be great. And then my final card mate um would have to be my dad i think so when i first started playing the game my second my very second tournament was nationals at paradise last year and dad came to nationals with me and uh came and uh walked with me for each of the three rounds and then did the same this year at nationals at barenborough um and so he and well all of my family frankly are big big fans of disc golf but also huge supporters of me and my endeavors both on and off the course um so uh i'd love to have my dad on the couch
0: fantastic fantastic that's a that's a great mix um and then and you and your dad would get would get to see uh get to see an epic battle as well um i think ethan's comment about um you throwing an epic might make Beth leave. I think there's a, there's a, <laughs> a fair chance that that's true. Um, anyway, um, moving on to our quick fire round. So uh, we've got the family friendly front nine to uh, kick off, same questions every week. And then Brady's got a safari back nine for you. This all about quick fire. Here we go. What's your name?
2: My name is Henry Pearson. And your PDGA number? It's 156559. And where were you born? I was born in Christchurch.
0: Where do you live now?
2: I now live in Auckland.
0: And how many years have you been playing?
2: Probably two, but I've known of the game and probably played the game once or twice a year for maybe like eight or ten years.
0: Um, Your favourite
2: disc? Don't do it to me, Matt. That's too hard. (laughs) Um, I think it'll be... It'll probably be a champfire bird. I mean, I throw thumbers so much, and I throw that for 90% of my thumbers. So it's going to be a champfire bird, I think. Excellent. Your favorite course? Oh, Paradise by far. Your favorite NPO player? um, Gee, that's tough. I'll take Ricky, I think. And your favorite FPO player? That's on as well. I quite like Kristen Tatar. I think she's got a pretty interesting approach to the game. Um, yeah, I'll take Kristen Tatar.
0: Excellent, uh, Brady. Take us through the back nine.
1: In the quick fire back nine, let's go: Heiser flip or forced flex?
2: Oh, hyzer flip all day. Uh,
1: Halo or swirly ESP?
2: I think it'll be a swirly ESP. There's some pretty sick 2022 Tour Series stuff coming out, so and that's hard to miss, I think. So, yeah.
1: Team Innova or Team Discraft? Oh, man. <laughs> These are supposed
2: to be quick fire rounds, aren't they? But they deserve, you know. <laughs> Being pounded on for a day. Um, I'll, take, I'll take Team Discraft. I think. Yeah.
1: Ooh, yes. <laughs> That's right. Know your place. Uh, Pro Pack or Snack Pack?
2: I carry the Pro Pack, but I think sales would indicate that everybody else is choosing the Snack Pack. <laughs> okay, shaved head or clean shaven? Ooh. D- d- sorry. Just a clarification. Does that mean the mode goes? The clean shaven? Oh, no. Oh, look, we can't yeah. do that. It's going to have to be. I'm going to have to go. Don't
1: Shave the head. <laughs> yeah. uh, North Island champ or South Island champ?
2: I'm going to say North Island champ because that means I have to beat Jacko, Simon, and... <laughs> Probably all the dudes who came up from the south. So um, yeah, look, <laughs> I'm going to take North Island champ, I think. And it'll probably be at somewhere like Ballarat, and to win at Ballarat is ridiculous. So yeah, I'll say, I'll take North Island champ. Thank you.
1: Okay, Drew Gibson's distance or Ricky Waisaki's putting?
2: Oh, Ricky's, Ricky's putting. I think. Look, if my putting's on, then. I feel like I'm playing pretty good. I don't really care how far I'm throwing it. So um, I'll take Ricky's putting, yeah.
1: Would you rather attend the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship or the United States Disc Golf Championship?
2: Probably the USDGC. Winthrop is a cool course, and uh, I think that the atmosphere at the US Champs is like almost no other. So USDGC please
1: and finally hole 18 does henry run it or lay up
2: i'm i'm gonna lay up
1: i'm I'm gonna lay up
2: because look a par in ma1 is is as and if i run it if i run it without rookie weiss putting i'm i'm odds on to make bogey so um (laughs) i'll take a par thank you
1: (laughs) So everyone Excellent. in MA1 going to Brook Park, make sure you run it on 18 because you'll get a stroke on Henry.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got it. Everybody else there putting on and I'll just be tapping in my like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Henry,
0: thank you so much for uh, for, for joining us tonight. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, very best of luck um, with Winnow and the, uh, you, you, you've the future of the... Um, and the pack drop that's coming at the end of this month. Um, just uh, tell us a little bit about if people want to get hold of a winnow pack, what can they do? Yeah, look,
2: uh, our packs are available for pre order now at winnowpacks.com. Um, I'll put a link in the um, comments um, for our website. And um, look, we've just launched a new website with our um, buyers of our team and everything on there. So there's lots to explore. And any feedback on the site would be much appreciated. So packs arrive at the end of this month um so excited to introduce them to the country and uh we sense that you'll uh, love them as much as the guys did with our first run so that's where you'll find us and look thanks so much for having me on the show matt and brady it's a real pleasure and um what a wonderful contribution the two of you are making together to the um to the golf scene here in new zealand with your show and and your business and uh, team sweet chain so yeah um a, a real pleasure as i said to be uh, be part of it in some way.
0: That's very kind and uh, a very best of luck uh, at Brook Park this weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have you on, uh, we'll speak to you again, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, sounds good. We'd love to come on again. Thanks guys. We'll talk to you later.
0: Cheers. Henry. Thanks
2: Henry. Bye.
0: Excellent. Right. Let's put us back to where we were supposed to be. There we are. Lovely. Um, yeah. Winnow packs have been doing some great stuff, eh?
1: separating the wheat from the chaff i love it Uh,
0: that's good indeed i I, yeah i really really like that um so yeah there's plenty of links there's uh plenty of links in the comments if you want to head over to winnow packs check their team and their um products out um having seen one being uh used by uh henry on the course at, at, at nationals i can i can attest to uh how good they look and uh and um from what um Henry was talking about it certainly looks like they're, they're made of uh, very good quality and very good design so uh so head over to there if you're looking for a pack right um something that uh Henry just brought up actually um quite unprompted um is a, an idea for a future show about where we can perhaps go a little bit more detail into the uh we we had, had a stats episode um last it wasn't last week was it the week before um so if you want to go uh, back into the archive and check that out on our YouTube channel, then you can. Um, but it might be good to have a, a, a kind of a follow-up episode to that that um, talks a little bit about why we think it's uh, happened. Um, we, we had the stats um, and we've gone through those numbers. Um, and so, yeah. So I think, uh, Brady, you'd be keen for a, a round table on this. Uh, get a few, get a few oh, yeah. people in. And, uh and have a bit of a discussion on it um some of the other things that we've been looking at um doing in in terms of future shows Now we've got two ideas here that we think are pretty cool um and uh yeah we think are pretty cool but we'd like to know what you want to hear what if you've got any, any ideas for, for for future shows that you'd like to see pop them in the comments below the first one that we're going to be uh that we're going to be tackling um could be quite controversial i don't know um Depends how much people want to share, and I'll certainly be doing my research beforehand. And that's on the finances of disc golf tournaments, right? So, right from the entry fee to what do you get for your entry fee, to how much money is the tournament director making from this tournament, if any? Um, what kind of pri- What kind of um, uh, pro purse is paid out or not? Um, and how does how does a tournament director go about deciding that? Um compared to all of the other things that they need to uh, they need to pay for. Um, brady, you've you've hosted heaps of tournaments in the past. I've run uh, I've run a couple, not nowhere near the the um, the, the same portfolio as you do. Um, but I think that would make a great future show is to talk a little bit about um, the, the, the the disc golf uh, tournament finances um, and how 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 someone goes about it. not least actually as a bit of a service for anybody out there going, look, I'd love to run one, but I'm worried about being out of pocket significantly afterwards. Or, um, you know, how do I make sure that this thing breaks even and I can, I can afford all these players packs or whatever it is. or I can can offer the service that I want um, and, and, and still, and still, you know, not be, not go bankrupt because of it. Um, What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, like I would say I'd make it even broader, you know, like I would just call it like a, a, a disc golf event show. Because not mm-hmm. only I'd I'd love to know the breakdown, you know, like in what you've done with leagues, what I've done in leagues, you know, like in done in tournaments, I can bring in that knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I'd also like to know and like to hear. So, like, feel free, like leave a comment down below. Like, as a player, what do you like to see out of a tournament? Like, do you care mm-hmm. more about a tournament disc? Do you care more about a pro payout? Do you care more about, you know, like prize support and like winning a disc? There's so, trust me, I just ran nationals for 100 people. I've run tournaments for eight years. I've heard a lot of things and it's one thing to run an event. It's very something else to play in an event. You know, like you heard Mm. me asking Henry before, you know, like sweet, we know you Henry, the businessman and Winnow and what you're doing, but what about, you know, Henry, the player, what about Mm. that? You know, like, and so, yeah, I'd love to kind of see both sides of that kind of tournament aspect of yeah, like running an event uh, in, in New Zealand.
0: I'd I'd also like to hear people's thoughts on the cost of entry as well. I mean, we see a situation where I think Brook Park Brave is like fifty bucks to enter, and then Topor oh, the week after like forty.
1: It, I think it's it might even nothing. be forty,
0: and then the week after in Topor, I think it was one hundred and sixty um, to yeah. enter. So quite quite a big difference in tournament entry fee, and that might be. Um, that, I mean, there's obviously lots that go into it, so I'm not making a judgment purely based on those numbers. Um, I, I what, I'm, what I'm wondering is, are you getting four times the value from Topor as you are from Brook Park? Don't know. And, and that's something which, uh, which, which I'd like to explore a little bit more. The other idea we had for a show, um, and actually I spoke to, um, I spoke to, to, to someone about, about this as the show was starting, actually, and got confirmation that they'd like to do this. Um, is, uh, we'd, <laughs> the, the latest, um, uh, member of, or well, the newest member, I should say, of Team Sweet Chain, Caff Headley, who uh, Brady talked about earlier, um, who does a great, absolutely, s- put so much work into growing the game, uh, the ladies' game in particular here in Wellington. Um, she's uh, she's helping me to run um, the uh, women's global event, which we'll talk a little bit more about on in the uh, upcoming events um, in the beginning of August, and she doesn't have her officials exam yet, so she's agreed that on a future episode we will do the officials exam live on the show right so if you're sat there wondering i want to be an official but i'm worried about the exam we're gonna we're gonna go through it and we're i mean there's a whole bank of questions and we'll only get a portion of them so it won't be exactly the same but there'll be some overlap um and you'll but you'll more importantly you'll get the experience and the familiarity with the system and the way that you've got to do it and all of that kind of stuff and we'll try and pass it first time um we should pass it first time in fairness, both me and you are officials. And there's a whole bunch of people who who, who might be able to chip in as well. So, um, so yeah, so we think that that might be a good, uh, a a good show to do in the future um, as well as, uh, you know, a bit of fun um, and, and encourage um, people if you haven't already to have a go at the officials exam and and get an event running. Um, Let us know in the comments below, if there's any um, uh, ideas for um, things that you'd like to see um, on, on a future show. Right. Um, next up, we are going to go and have a look at some upcoming events. So let's get this. Um, let's get us sorted. Uh, this one and then this one.
1: One moment. Yeah, I was going to say, what I feel like are. you're a week early for uh, for Takeaway. Yeah, Takeaway's not this coming weekend. Not in like two days. It's in like. 10 days. It's Easter weekend.
0: Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right um you're up so i've got my dates mixed up um so we still got a bit of time <laughs> you, know, you still got a bit of time if you want to to enter, enter brook park brave then you, you can do um you've got a bit of time to enter um before it's on the 16th of april then topo the weekend after that and montana flat if you're down in riversdale uh final event of the uh, generation disc golf tour uh king country classic the weekend after that in uh tomal uh, last weekend in april uh lismore the registration for that and um Open very recently. Um, You may have got an email about it. um, So register for that in the first weekend of May if you're keen. Uh, Sub-Zero, which I think is another Generation Disc Golf event in Omarama on the 11th of June. Uh, Timaru, Tukwati uh, in Timaru on the 24th, 26th of June. And Women's Global Event. There's one in Wellington, one in Auckland. I've heard rumors of one in Christchurch as well on the 6th of August. Uh, So that's the same date all around the world. For women's disc golf. So, uh, if, uh, if if you're keen on uh, on, on playing um, in one of those events, I think there's one in Christchurch, one in Wellington, uh, and one in Auckland. So get involved with uh, whichever one is the easiest one for you to get to, or that tickles your fancy. Um, from from what you can see. Well, in which case, we won't do picks for uh, for Brook Park. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll wait till next week to do those. Actually, next week we've got a we've, we've got a guest on the show next week who we've already kind of booked in. Um, Brady. Yep. Uh,
1: yeah, next week we actually get. Uh, oh, I don't think he's raining. Uh... Uh, Australian champion anymore. Um, my good friend, uh, you know, like past Australian champion, four-time Australian champion, one-time New Zealand champion, Patty Robinson will be joining us from Geelong in Australia. Um, so yeah, we'll be having another overseas guest, another overseas champion joining us next week. Um, so yeah, it'll be yeah fun to to catch up with Patty. And he actually, him and the Geelong Disc Golf Club hosted their nationals from. They carried it over because of all the yeah. lockdowns that were happening in Melbourne and Geelong. So. He hosted the 2021-22 uh, National Championship or the Australian Disc Golf Championship. So, yeah, we'll talk to him about that TD experience for him in the club as well.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and very briefly, we'll have a look at the power rankings. They've not changed since last week um, and they'll change next after Brook Park. So, um, so yeah, um, there we are. Um, lovely stuff. Uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight um hope you enjoyed uh listening to uh henry um from winnow and um wherever you're playing disc golf this week take it easy play well get some birdies and we'll see you next time. Cheers peace.